Hi, and welcome to Sleep Tight Relax. A short message for grown-ups. If you get value from our podcast and would like to support the work we do, please consider subscribing to Sleep Tight Premium. You'll get access to all episodes of the Sleep Tight Relax and Sleep Tight Stories podcasts ad-free and to other subscriber-only content, including bonus episodes, guided meditations, and long, dialogue-free sleep sounds. That's four sleep stories a week, plus our popular music and soundscape episodes. Please visit sleeptightpremium.com to subscribe or follow the link in our show notes. Thank you. Hi there, and welcome to this episode of Sleep Tight Relax, sounds, music, and stories for calming, busy minds. This episode's sleep story, Blackie, a lost cat, is part two of a multi-part series. If following along to the story in order is important to you, you might consider starting with part one and then come back and listen to this one. Blackie, a lost cat, originally appeared in our sister podcast, Sleep Tight Stories. Blackie is a black cat that has run away in order to have many adventures. Before we continue with this episode, let's first make sure you have a suitable environment for comfort. You might try sitting cross-legged on the floor, or in a chair, or if you are ready for sleep, lying on your bed. You can position your pillows or your other little comforts to make sure that everything feels as it should. Let's do a brief relaxation exercise, starting with a few deep breaths, breathing in through your nose and out through your mouth. Breathe in and breathe out. Breathe in and breathe out. Breathe in and out. This time, after taking 
a deep breath in, slowly breathe out an O sound. You can pronounce the O quietly if it's time for sleep. So, breathe in and breathe out. Breathe in and breathe. Breathe in and When we take these deep belly breaths, we are inviting new, healthy energy into our bodies. And when we exhale, we are removing old, stale energy. It's refreshing and can help us relax and be calm. Now continue breathing in through your nose and out through your mouth using this technique that I just briefly introduced to you. Take your time and each time take as deep a breath as your body will allow. And repeat as long as you feel necessary. I hope you enjoy this episode's sleep story and have a deep and restful sleep. Chapter 3, Blackie in Trouble Blackie soon grew tired of running and slowed down into a walk. It doesn't really matter much what I do, as long as I keep on going away, thought the black cat. I can walk or run, so Speckle said, and he ought to know for he has run away a number of times. Blackie walked on and on down the city street. Soon she came to a corner, and she stood there a moment, looking up and down, wondering which way she had better go. 
She had come past many houses and had passed many persons in the street, mostly women and men, for all the children were at school. No one did more than look at Blackie, for they were all too busy, I suppose. As Blackie stood on the corner, she saw a cat on the porch of a house nearby. Blackie knew this cat a little, for once the cat, whose name was Muffins, had come walking in Blackie's yard. And once or twice, Blackie had been as far as this corner herself, so she knew Muffins a little. Hello, Blackie, meowed Muffins. You're quite a stranger. I haven't seen you in some time. Where are you going? I'm running away answered Blackie. Running away? You surprise me, cried the other cat. What is the matter? Did they treat you badly at your home? Didn't they give you enough to eat? Oh, yes, plenty, said the black cat. And they treated me very kindly, too. Then why in the world are you running away? Muffins wanted to know. I want to have some adventures, as Speckle did. What are adventures and who is Speckle? asked Muffins. Adventures are things that happen to you, replied Blackie, and you never can have them happen as long as you are around the house. You have to run away to get them. That's why I'm running away. And Speckle is the cat who lives next door to me. I don't know him, spoke Muffins. He just moved in went on Blackie, and he was only just let up out of the cellar. Hmm, said Muffins. Well, run away if you like, but as for me, I can find plenty of adventures around the house. Why, only a little while ago, the cook dropped a bottle of cream and spilled it on the kitchen floor. I was there and I licked up all the cream. Oh, it was so good. I'd invite you in to have some, only it's all gone now. That was an adventure, I can tell you. Yes, cream is good, said Blackie, but I don't call that an adventure. No, asked Muffins. Then tell me, what is an adventure? Oh, when a dog chases you and makes you jump a higher fence than you ever before leaped over, said Blackie. That is an adventure. Yes, I should say so, agreed Muffins. It's kind of I shouldn't like to have. I'd rather have our cook drop another bottle of cream. Oh, well, of course, all adventures that come to you when you have run away aren't dog-chasing ones, said Blackie. I only spoke of that one because Speckle told me. I really never had any adventures myself, so I can't tell you about them. But anyway, I am running away. Would you like to come along? Asked Blackie politely of Muffins. No, thank you. I'm going to stay here. Home is good enough for me. But where are you going to run to, if I may ask? Oh, not any special place answered the black cat. I am just going to run, that's all. What? And not know where you're going? That's strange. I should think if you ran away, you'd have to have a place to run too. Not at all, said Blackie. 
Speckle ran away many times, and he never said anything about going to a special place. Muffins shook her head. Doesn't seem right. I'd want to know where I was going, even if I ran away. That's part of the adventure, not knowing where you're going, said Blackie. Now I can go up the street or down the street, just as I please. If I had picked out a place to run to, I'd have to go there, whether I wanted to or not. No, it's best to run away just as Speckle did, and then see what happens. So, you won't come with me? Thank you, no. Then I must go alone, I suppose. Well, when I come back, I will tell you all about my adventures, Blackie promised. Yes, do, invited Muffins. I shall like to hear about them, even if I cannot go myself. Then the two cats said goodbye in cat talk, and Blackie turned down the side street. She had never been there before. It was like going to a new world for her. Now my adventures will begin, thought the black cat. She went slowly along the street, keeping close to the fences, for this street was a bigger one and busier than that on which Blackie lived. There were trolley cars on it and many wagons also. Once Blackie saw a boy going along with a basket on his arm. From the basket came a lovely smell of meat. And what Blackie liked best of all, liver. She ran toward the boy with the basket, thinking he might give her a bit, as Arthur often did. But when the butcher boy saw the cat, he cried, Scat! and looked around for a stone to throw. My, you're awfully stingy with your meat, thought Blackie as she ran behind a tree so the boy could not hit her. I don't see why you wouldn't give me a bit. But of course, the meat in the basket was for the family that had bought it, and the boy could not give any away. If Blackie had gone to the butcher shop, the man there might have given her a bit of liver. Scat! Scoot! cried the boy as he ran up to the tree and he made a hissing noise through his teeth. Blackie was afraid he would hurt her, so she climbed up the tree as fast as she could, knowing quite well how to do that with her sharp claws. Ha! Go up a tree, will you? cried the boy. If I had time, I'd make you come down, trying to get my meat. The idea! Oh, I never tried to get any of his meat thought Blackie, for she heard what the butcher boy said, but you might have given me a little. However, Blackie was now safely up the tree and stayed there until the boy went off whistling down the street. Blackie was about to come down when she happened to see a dog on the ground below. The dog did not look to be a kind and gentle one. I guess I'll just stay up here until he is gone, Blackie said to herself. Safety first. The dog sniffed around the tree a little and then, as he saw another dog down the street, ran away. Now is my chance, thought Blackie, and down she came, running along close to the fence as she had done before. 
Well, that was two little adventures, the black cat said after a while, being chased by the butcher boy up a tree and seeing a dog under me. Though I suppose Speckle would not think much of them. Still, I may have other things happen to me. I must keep on. By this time, Blackie was getting hungry and thirsty, so she looked around for something to eat. She saw no nice saucer of milk, as she would have seen had she been at home, for one can't find saucers of milk in the street. Nor was there any nice liver or bit of fish lying around. Still, one can't have everything one wants when one runs away, Blackie said. The cat came to a fountain in a little park, and there she drank some water. But before she had finished, along came a dog and chased her away. Blackie ran into the bushes. Oh dear, she thought, her heart beating very fast. Running away isn't as nice as I thought it would be. Still, it may be nicer later on. Farther on down the street walked Blackie, looking from side to side for something to eat. But though she passed butcher and grocery stores, she did not feel like going in and mewing to show that she wanted to eat. I ought to have asked Speckle what he did for food when he ran away, thought Blackie. I forgot about it. I may find something soon. A little later, Blackie passed a house that had the door open. That looks inviting thought the black cat. I am sure kind people must live there, or they would not leave the door open for cats or dogs to go in. I'll go in, and maybe they'll give me something to eat. Blackie looked all around to make sure there were no dogs about, and then she went up the front steps. In through the front door of the house she went, and there she saw something that surprised her. There was no furniture in the house, and no one was in sight. Nobody lives here, said Blackie. But perhaps they are just going to move in, as Speckles folks did. I'll wait a bit. That's what must be going to happen. They had the door open to bring in the furniture. When the people come, they'll give me some milk, I'm sure. Blackie walked through the open rooms of the house. She went out to the kitchen, and no one was there. Then she went up to the second floor. No one was there. While up on the second floor, Blackie heard the front door being shut with a bang. Oh, perhaps that's the folks moving in, she meowed. I'll run down and see. Down the stairs scampered the black cat, but there was no one in the house. The front door was shut, and Blackie, of course, could not open it. Well, I wonder what happened, thought Blackie. Perhaps the wind blew the door shut. She jumped up on a windowsill and looked out. She saw a man going down the front steps of the house. He must have shut the door, thought Blackie. And the man had. He owned the house, 
and he had come that day to see if it had been cleaned when the people moved out. He had opened the door, gone in, and looked about. When he came out to look around the backyard, he left the front door open. It was then that Blackie went in. Then the man, not seeing the cat in his house, shut the door, locking Blackie in, and went away. Well, if I can't get out the front door, I'll go out the back, said Blackie. She ran to the back door. That was locked too, and all the windows were closed. Oh dear, thought Blackie, I guess I'm in trouble. I'm locked in an empty house. was quite a wise cat in her way. When she had been a little kitten in the country with her mother, her brothers, and her sisters, she had learned many country things, such as all cats must learn. And when she had been brought to the city, she learned some city things. So you see, she had been educated, you might say, to country life and city life. But what am I going to do now? I don't know, thought Blackie. Here I am, locked in a house that has no one in it. Though maybe if I wait long enough, a new family may move in. But if they don't come very soon, I'll starve, unless I can get out. It's a good thing it is summer, for I won't get cold. The weather is nice and warm. Blackie walked slowly through the different rooms of the empty house. She thought perhaps she might find a window open, though when she had first looked, she saw none. But there might be a pantry or a cupboard with an open window, thought the black cat. I might not have seen it at first. So she went carefully all over the first floor. Not a window was open. The man who owned the house had made sure all were closed, for he did not want the rain to come in during a storm. So there was no way Blackie could get out from the first floor. Of course, she might have jumped against a pane of glass and broken it, for she was a heavy cat. But if she did that, she might cut herself. Well, if I can't find a window open down here, I may find one open upstairs, thought Blackie. I guess it wouldn't be too far to jump from there, or I may be able to jump in a tree. And if the tree is near enough to an open window, I could jump and climb down. Blackie went upstairs and looked for an open window, but alas, 
there were none. True, the black cat did find a tree growing close to a window, but there was no way of getting out in it. Oh dear, thought poor Blackie, I certainly am in a lot of trouble. I should never have gone in this house without knowing more about it. I suppose I should not have run away, but no, I must not say that. I want to become a good fence jumper, and running away seems to be the only way to do it. I guess I'll be all right. Someone may come and let me out. Blackie was not so frightened as another cat might have been who had not lived in both country and the city. She knew how to think, and she remembered how she had once been shut in the barn before she was taken away from the farm. That time, Blackie had been locked up for a whole day and a night. But finally, someone heard her mewing and let her out. And, oh, how hungry and thirsty she had been. I guess I'll try crying now, thought Blackie. Someone may hear me out in the street. Blackie did not mean that she was going to cry real tears, but that she was going to meow. Some folks call that crying for a cat. Yep, that's what I'll do, said Blackie to herself. I'll get up on the windowsill and meow as loudly as I can. Up jumped Blackie to the sill of the window, and looking out in the street, she opened her mouth and let out a loud, Wow! They ought to hear that, thought the black cat. But no one seemed to hear her. She could see people passing along the street, boys and girls being among them, for school was now out. But though once in a while someone did look at the cat in the window, no one came to let Blackie out. Oh, if only Arthur or Mabel would pass along the street on their way home from school, they might let me out, thought Blackie. I wonder if this is the street by which they come home. This was something Blackie could not tell, smart as she was. She could only hope and call, which last she did every minute or two. But everyone on the street seemed to be in a great hurry. Men and women walked quickly past with only a glance now and then at the black cat in the window. Perhaps they did not stop to think it was strange for a cat to be alone in an empty house. Perhaps the people did not even stop to think that the house was empty. And they might have thought that if Blackie got in the house, she could also get out. But she could not, as we know, for every door and window was tightly fastened. And another thing was that only the man who owned the house had a key to it. So if anyone did try to let Blackie out, how could they do it? Blackie did not know all this, though. She just knew that she wanted to be let out. And so she kept on meowing. 
Well, this doesn't seem to be doing any good, thought Blackie at last. I'm only wasting my time crying this way and making myself tired, too. Oh, how thirsty I am. I'd like even a good drink of water, though, of course, milk would be much better. Still, I must not find fault. I ran away on purpose, and I must put up with what I meet with. I should have asked Speckle how he found things to eat and drink when he ran away, but I forgot all about that. I wish he had come with me, for he would know what to do now. And I guess he would not have let me come in this house to get locked up. Oh well, it isn't night yet, and before dark someone may come. The man whom I saw going away may come back. I'll just wait a bit. So Blackie waited and waited. But no one came. It was late afternoon now, and the shadows were getting longer and longer as the sun went farther and farther down in the west. No more children passed the house, for they were all home from school now and were playing their games and having fun. I guess Mabel and Arthur are playing too, thought Blackie. I wonder if they miss me. The two children did indeed look for the black cat when they came home from school, but not finding her, they thought little about it at the time. I guess she has gone over to play with the cat next door, said Arthur. I guess so too, said his sister. Come on down the street and we'll play with the Blake children. Tommy Blake asked me to come over after school. So Arthur and Mabel ran off to play not thinking any more about Blackie for a while. Though afterwards, when she did not come home, the children did not know what to think, and they looked all over for their pet. But this story is just about Blackie, and not so much about Arthur and Mabel, though I may mention them once in a while. Now I must tell you what happened to the black cat. She wandered all over the house once more, now and then jumping up on a windowsill that fronted on the street to give her meowing cry. But if anyone heard her, no one tried to get her out of the locked and vacant house. I must do something, I really must, said Blackie to herself at last. Otherwise I shall have to stay in this house all night with nothing to eat. I'll go upstairs again and see if there's something to eat up there. The family may have left something when they moved out. Upstairs went Blackie once more, and she hurried through the different rooms, for it was getting dark now. Not a thing to eat could poor Blackie find. At last she came to another flight of stairs that seemed to lead up to the roof. Why, that's strange, said the black cat. I did not notice them before. I wonder what they are for. I must go up and find out. Blackie walked up these other stairs. They were narrow and quite steep. And when the cat reached the top, 
she could look up and see the sky through a crack. Huh, this isn't so bad, thought Blackie. Perhaps I can squeeze through that crack and get out. I'll try. Blackie went up to the highest step. Over her head was a square piece of wood that seemed to cover a hole in the roof. The wood was really a cover to what is called a scuttle or hole in the roof of the house, which roof was flat and of tin. When the men built the house, which was in a long row with many others, they left a hole in the roof with stairs leading to it. So when the roof needed painting or mending, men could get on it without bringing ladders and putting them against the building on the outside. Then, so the rain would not come in through the hole, the men made a cover for it. This cover could be lifted up whenever anyone wanted to get out on the roof and the cover could be fastened down by hooks inside when the hole was to be closed. But now, as it happened, the cover was only partly over the hole and it was not fastened down. There was a little crack, as when a door is only partly closed and Blackie put her nose to this crack. She could sniff the fresh air. Oh, how good that smells, she said. If I could only get out. Blackie again put her nose in the crack and bracing her legs on the top step, she began to push with her head. Blackie was a strong cat, as I have said, and soon she began to feel the cover slipping and moving to one side. Oh, I believe I can push it away from the hole, said Blackie. If I do, I can get out. I must push harder. Blackie pushed as hard as she could and the scuttle cover moved more. The crack was wider now. Blackie could put out one paw. Soon she had pushed the cover far enough away so she could put out two paws. I'll soon have it all the way off now, thought the black cat. She gave one more hard shove and then, to her delight, the cover slid away from the hole. There was room for Blackie to jump out. She found herself on the flat tin roof of the house. On either side, were the tin roofs of other houses in the brick row. It was like one long, big roof. Well, I'm out anyhow, said Blackie to herself. That is something. It's an adventure, a real, true adventure. I wonder what will happen to me next. <laughs>